This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Saints for a touchdown! It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans! We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! We are Inside Black and Gold. Week 15, Saints, Giants. More blue coming to the dome. Steve <laughs> Geller here along with Jeff Nowak. And man, oh man, uh, a lot, you know, is being talked about, obviously, with this matchup. And uh, we'll get in with more of the G-Men, with our special guest uh, coming up in the next segment. But, Jeff, I, I don't know with this team anymore. I, I think that the uh, the line already is the Saints are plus six heading into this matchup. What does Vegas know that we don't? You mean minus six. Minus six. Yeah, sorry. They're I was about to say. Favorites, right. That would be crazy if they were six-point underdogs. <laughs> um, that would be saying a lot. But, no, I mean, I think that, that that's Vegas saying they don't believe in the Tommy DeVito story, right? Which, But the problem is – you saw a similar thing happen when the Saints win faced Joshua Dobbs. So that's what I'm worried about is it happens again. Um, Hopefully, like, you know, the, the Dobbs start, the story arc kind of went, you know, hit the pitfall now where hopefully the DeVito uh, story ends up taking the turn for the worse in New Orleans now. I don't know. The, the difference in this game compared to that game is you at least have several games that you can look at and scout yeah. a guy. Whereas I think that they were caught a little off guard by how they operated with Joshua Dobbs, right? Like, so, you know, hopefully that's the case. But yeah, we're going to get into, we're going to talk about the Giants. We're going to have Pat Trana 
come on. She's a host of Lockdown Giants. She's been covering the Giants forever, so she'll have some really great insight into what to expect. Also going to pick X factors like always. You're going to hear from Deuce McAllister. Also got some quotes from uh, Dennis Allen, Derek Carr, all, the, all your favorite folks, right? To uh, kind of, well, we're going to dive into that. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about is international games, baby. They're upping the total from four to eight, which is a lot. I mean, I think eventually you're going to get to the point where every team takes at least one international trip. I think that's the idea is you're, you're ramping this up so that Every team in the NFL has to take one. Just like everyone has to play on Thursday night football at least once and now twice. Um, You can play twice. I think that's the idea is they're going to have an international slate where every team takes at least one international trip because that's really the only way to make it fair. Um, And like you're you're getting I mean, you're already talking talking Mexico, Brazil, Germany, London. And I guess my question for you, Steve, is if you had to take one of those trips, which one would you prefer? Who I was fortunate, you know, the last year I got to do sideline was a London trip. So that's easy to scratch that off the list. And I, I guess Brazil be the most interesting uh, to me with Germany right after it. But man, uh, get your passport ready, sir. You're going to be traveling soon. Where, which one, which destination would you look most Louis looking forward to? I've never been to any of them. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, I, I'm not a big international travel guy. I've been to China, but I think you're going to see <laughs> oh, the NBA okay. in China before before the NFL in China. Brazil's interesting because you know, there's a lot of political unrest in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of a strange. Um, but I know, obviously, if it's, you know, who wouldn't want to go to Rio? Yeah, I was just uh, thinking more of the carnival aspect of it. Right, right. No, I, I think Brazil would be would be very interesting. Germany would also be, you know, one thing that I'm always impressed by when you when you watch these these games is like the fans. They're into yes. it. You know, they the the Germany would be fun because you know I the the it was two years ago. It wasn't this past season, but it was the last season, 2022. It was the Seahawks and Bucks in Germany. It wasn't even a great game. Like it kind of ended up being a. A wa- uh, you know a, a pull away win for the Bucks in the end, but like like a half hour after the game ended, they were doing the post game show, and there was it, the entire crowd was like still there screaming, "Take me home, country roads." <laughs> and I was like, "What is happening?" Um, and it's just kind of fun. It's like there's that soccer, you know, the the the, yeah. the that's kind of the atmosphere you have. It's oh. funny you mentioned that the the London game they showed Jason Sudeikis was in the stands and the Ted entire yeah, the, yeah Ted Lasso exactly and the entire crowd starts singing Sweet Caroline so that was very cool yeah I know so it's it's fun and the, you know, the NFL makes a shitload of money on it so they're gonna keep doing it but yeah I think that's kind of where you're headed is that every year you're gonna have at least one international trip and I mean you're getting close to it now I mean you're talking eight games that is sixteen teams. Uh, with the exception of maybe the the Jaguars to have multiple games, so like maybe fifteen teams. So that's a you're already at the point where half the league is taking a, 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 at least one international trip. Um, so that's kind of uh, you know it's just something that's going to be like a fact of the season. We're gonna in a couple of years we're gonna be looking at it and saying, okay, how many primetime games do they have? You know, how many Monday night games? Right. What, and and how many times do they have to leave the country? Right. And which and how long is that trip? You know, what's the time difference? Do, do you feel at all that we might we could be? And I'm not saying, I don't know, maybe five to seven, ten years down the line, could there be a team NFL team based internationally? 
Well, that's kind of my point is I think you, once you get to the point where every team takes at least one international trip, then it's easier to do because you've already had yeah. that baked into the schedule and everyone already has that mechanic sorted out. And so it stops being a, oh, crap, we have to figure out how to go to Germany. And it's oh, time change, a, right? Right. Because uh, every team already has like the, the ability to do that. But I think you have to kind of get that into the just expected atmosphere of a season. And once you do that, then I think you can. Um, and you start talking about like, OK, they're going to have long road trips where, you know, they have four games here and then they go back. And so you, I think you're yeah. going to have like a sister city situation where you have a team in London, but then they also have a home base in a San Antonio. Right. Where like they it's like, OK, so you got four games stateside. So where do you go? You have to have a facility. I think that's where you're going to end up what you're going to end up seeing. But it's interesting. It's very they would be the first league to really do that. And so uh, once they do, then you're going to start seeing NBA follow suit and try to do weird stuff. Anyway, uh, where this yeah, isn't a for the NFL man. We, we've kind of got off track, but it's just interesting, you know. And the Saints yeah. are probably going to have training camp in California. Like that's going to be interesting, and it's just going to be you know you're going to have to figure out how to travel. Anyway, moving on. You know, I, I'm curious. So I talked about this on yesterday's pod, the pod that post, posted Thursday morning. Um, but I'm curious to hear your take. So the Saints. They control their own destiny, quote unquote, right? That they win their final four games during the playoffs. But I don't think there's a lot of belief out there that they can actually do it. And I'm, I, I know what I think, but I'm curious how you feel about it. Do you think that it's a pie in the sky thing? Do you feel confident that they can get it done? Where do you land on this like the final four games? We're there. We're at the end of the season. This is the home stretch. Do you yeah. think they can get it done? I would say at this point, from what I've seen out of this team, I do not believe they can go on this four-game run. I would love it to happen. Obviously, it's still possible. Uh, the the opponents you have aren't that impressive world beaters, although, yeah, you know, the Giants are on a, their own little streak right now. You had the the Falcons take a little bit of a surge to take over the, the, the South initially. Um, but the, the division... It's it's hard because there's still those two games too against you know division opponents. I just don't see him being I, I maybe three and one to close out the year, but I just don't see him being able to go a, a four and zero. And I don't think Dennis Allen team has ever gone four and zero. Well, one four straight, I should say. They haven't. <laughs> they haven't. That's they won three so straight. Won- maybe he can change that too. And there's a first for everything. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They've won three straight before. And I right. think, I think I, that's kind of, I think I agree with where you're coming from there. I, I think that there's probably three and one in there in that team. I don't know if there's a four and oh in that team. <laughs> um, and so, but there is a chance you get to the playoffs going three and one. You'd have to make it at nine and eight. But then that's, right. that's always seems to be the, it's like if you yeah. go to, if you get to 10 wins, it feels like you'll pretty much guarantee yourself a spot. And you could say this at the beginning of the season. You could say this at the end of the season. It always seems to be that way. Whereas if you're at nine and eight, then a lot of times it's going to re- depend on the tiebreakers and the Saints, due to no one's fault but their own, find themselves on the wrong side of a lot of these tiebreakers. So I, I agree with you. I'm not. I wouldn't put any money on it, um, but I am rooting for it. 
because that would be cool. You know, yeah, I am not all about draft positioning right now. I don't want to talk about draft right now. I'm still definitely I want to make the playoffs. Yeah. And then and it's like, because right, because it's like everyone's mad about one thing or another. <laughs> but would you would you're telling me that if they went five and oh to close out this season and made the playoffs, people would be mad about it. <laughs> See, that's crazy to me. Well, because um, that, yeah, the, the rationale is, oh, that means D.A. staying and nothing's changing. That's exactly what it is. But. And I don't think, and, and to be fair, I understand it because I do think if they go five and zero and make the playoffs, I think DA stays because you, you don't fire your head coach after a ten win playoff season. You just Other don't. Changes could happen though. There, right. There might I be- still think that you that you uh, kind of reorder Damn. the offensive staff and you do stuff like that. I think you find a new play caller. You you adjust. But yeah, I mean, I think that is the. I understand why people would be like, "Damn it," because they desperately <laughs> want to see DA gone and fine. But at the same time. Going into the season, I predicted ten and seven. So if they got the ten and seven, that wouldn't be a failure. It would just be Not like at you all, got, right? you know, it was miserable the whole way, but you found a way. And anyway, but so you know, one of the ways that I think there's a chance this team makes the playoffs is if someone just grabs Derek Carr by the back of the head and like shoves him into a locker before every game. Um, because I like, like I'm pretty sure that this is a guy who gets very comfortable and when he feels like everyone's friends and on his side he doesn't oh, play that right, exactly and here's the thing I'm, i think tennis allen might might agree with that because this is what he had to say he was on sports talk uh, talking to bobby and this they were talking about the fight with eric mccoy and this i thought what he had to say was interesting coach allen everyone talks about uh i don't know maybe um, in the 21st century they're a little more sensitive as of late to me it was no big deal i agree with you 100 percent Come on, it's football. Uh, the, you know, like uh, you might have arguments with your wife. You have arguments with your teammate. You can't keep it uh, to heart. It's just in the heat of the battle. And you look what occurred between Eric uh, McCoy and Derek Carr. I mean, I, I thought you were right on here. These things uh, or these kinds of things happen on the field. I'm glad that both of them had the balls to stand up and fight. Uh, and then I wouldn't read too much into it. And, and then you just move on. If you look at it, uh, that might have light a fire because uh, Derek Carr all of a sudden has 82 of his 119 passing yards came in the fourth quarter after all that happened. So it's all a, a matter of coming together and y'all fighting for the same goal. But a lot of times when you have incidents like that, I've been part of that on the sideline and on the field. So, I mean, now they got more cameras and everything. But to me... Um, the public uh, tends to make more of a big deal out of that. And I said this in the point after, after the game. I said, all I know after that happened, we scored more and played better. So so why is that a negative? I mean, I look at it and uh, you know, no one is going to pout and, uh, you know, going to hold a, a grudge or their feelings hurt. I think it's football. And a lot of the fans have to understand that, uh, that you're trying to compete at the highest level. And uh, I, my estimation or, or guess that it was probably something to do with the protection. <laughs> it was like, who do you call? <laughs> the Mike linebacker or whatever. And then I, I know you're always supposed to block the A gap up the middle. I know that. You block inside out. So if I'm Bobby, just guessing. Like you've had that experience before. <laughs> yeah, hell yes, I did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hey, look, you know. Obviously, you'd rather that not happen because usually when those things happen, they happen out of frustration when things aren't going the way that you want it to go. Uh, But sometimes 
those types of things kind of light a spark under everybody and, and kind of get everybody fired up a little bit. And I do think we played better after after that. And so, look, it, it's something that it happened uh, in the heat of the battle. You address it, you move on, and here we go. So I don't look too much into it more than that, and, and I think those guys are going to be just fine. Yeah, and so, like, it is funny to hear the head coach be like, yeah, we played better after – after Eric, you know, just said, you know, to stop being a stop being a moron and throw the ball, and yeah, and probably more something between. Uh, I remember, like you, I think you asked Tyron about maybe you know those halftime yelling matches or whatever happens to fire up the team afterwards. Maybe that should happen before the game. Yeah, it does feel like that. It feels right. like at times this team is just very passive, and they're you know, and suddenly it's like just be mean. And go out there, go out there and be the bully, you know? Yes. Oh. Uh, and so I guess it takes Eric being bullied to feel like he needs to play like a bully. But, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, I, we, we, I, I just want to play, uh, I, you know, and I'm not even going to play the clip, but I did think it was funny if you listen to Derek Carr's press conference. I think he's bullying his own children. What's happening? I know. Believe me, that grabbed me. My kiddo was just stuttering, studying for a science exam, and I wasn't. I was not booing him while he was doing that. <laughs> no. Anyway, he said something along those lines. It was funny because he was talking about the booing, and he hears it, and um, like you know, he his kids are at these games, right? And it's got to be kind of weird, but sure, uh, right? I think he's. I don't know. Like from a from a perspective of how is he handling the the atmosphere. I think he's done a decent job in that. Like, uh, it's not an easy situation to be in when everyone's against you. Um, but I like that's the weird thing. Is I think he plays better when that's happening. So I don't know. That's just kind of something that uh, it'll be interesting to see how that go, plays out over the next. Yeah, few thank weeks. goodness he doesn't shrivel up and like you know cower kind of thing. He rises to the occasion. Uh, that that you can say at least, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe uh, that could change this week. You know, and everyone's like this in the stands. Hey, oh, oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this is my freaking house. That's that's what I want Car to come out like. It's like I yeah. got to show them that yeah, the dome is my house. I agree. But all right, let's wrap up this segment. We're gonna bring in Pat Trena, and we're gonna go through what to expect from the Giants. It's a really interesting team to talk about right now. Um, in terms of, you know, how good are they? Is it really, you know, are they beating a couple bad teams, but they beat a decent team in the Packers, or at least a team that was on a three-game winning streak just like they are right now. Um, so, you know, what type of team you're going to see coming to the Superdome, that kind of stuff. This is Inside Black and Gold. We'll be right back. <laughs> 